and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We're doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle, and we hope you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today we are on Chapter 9, Section 5, Beyond Happiness and Unhappiness, There is Peace, The Nature of Compassion. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I'm here with Gilda Simone. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. The Nature of Compassion Having gone beyond the mind-made opposition, you become like a deep lake. The outer situation of your life, and whatever happens there, is the surface of the lake. Sometimes calm, sometimes windy and rough, according to the cycles and seasons. Deep down, however, the lake is always undisturbed. You are the whole lake, not just the surface, and you are in touch with your own depth, which remains absolutely still. You don't resist change by mentally clinging to any situation. Your inner peace does not depend on it. You abide in being, unchanging, timeless, deathless. And you are no longer dependent for fulfillment or happiness on the outer world of constantly fluctuating forms. You can enjoy them, play with them, create new forms, appreciate the beauty of it all. But there will be no need to attach yourself to any of it. I love that. I think about playing with my grandson and I have so much fun with him. And currently every other week I get to watch him during the day and I just have, we just have the best time, but then he leaves and I'm still at peace. I miss him, but I'm fully present for him when he's here. So it's so much fun. Like he says, you can enjoy them, play with them, create new forms. We have so much fun. And it, yes, I absolutely appreciate it. And I also, on the other side of that, appreciate the time when I get to be still and focus on my inner being, my inner world. And you certainly can't do that when you have a three-year-old running around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. A student says, when you become this detached, does it not mean that you also become remote from other human beings? And Eckhart responds, on the contrary, as long as you are unaware of being, the reality of other human beings will elude you because you have not found your own. Your mind will like or dislike their form which is not just their body, but includes their mind as well. True relationship becomes possible only when there is an awareness of being. Coming from being, you will perceive another person's body and mind as just a screen, as it were, behind which you can feel their true identity as you feel yours. 
So when confronted with someone else's suffering or unconscious behavior, you stay present and in touch with being and are thus able to look beyond the form and feel the other person's radiant and pure being through your own. At the level of being, all suffering is recognized as an illusion. Suffering is due to identification with form. Miracles of healing sometimes occur through this realization by awakening being consciousness in others if they are ready. A student asks, is that what compassion is? And Eckhart says, yes. Compassion is the awareness of a deep bond between yourself and all creatures. But there are two sides to compassion, two sides to this bond. On one hand, since you are still here as a physical body, you share the vulnerability and mortality of your physical form with every other human and with every living being. Next time you say, I have nothing in common with this person. Remember that you have a great deal in common. A few years from now, two years or 70 years, it doesn't make much difference. Both of you will become rotting corpses, then piles of dust, then nothing at all. This is a sobering and humbling realization that leaves little room for pride. Is this a negative thought? No, it is a fact. Why close your eyes to it? In that sense, there is total equality between you and every other creature. One of the most powerful spiritual practices is to meditate deeply on the mortality of physical forms, including your own. This is called die before you die. Go into it deeply. Your physical form is dissolving is no more. Then a moment comes when all mind forms or thoughts also die, yet you are still there, the divine presence that you are, radiant, fully awake. Nothing that was real ever died, only names, forms, and illusions. That's so true. That reminds me of love, like true love. Mm. Just never really dies. <laughs> yeah, I agree. True love is everlasting. However, you know, I just say when you are looking at the spiritual being, instead of looking at the face or like he says, the body or whatever, if you look at the spiritual essence of another human being, you will fall in love with that person. I was reading about a study that was done on eye gazing. They had members of the opposite sex stare into each other's eyes for three minutes. 
And what they found was everyone was felt so much love between them because there was, what do they say? The eyes of the windows to the soul, right? They felt so yeah. much love because they were looking at the soul of the other person. They were looking at their face or their clothing or their, you know, body or the, you know, Hey, what do you do? Or that ain't that. They were just connecting on a very deep level with that spiritual entity by staring in each other's eyes. That I think is what we get the honor of doing when we happen upon another human being, we get the opportunity to love that person, to love that spiritual being entity, who they are, just as they are without judgment. I love that. The realization of this deathless dimension, your true nature, is the other side of compassion. On a deep feeling level, you now recognize not only your own immortality, but through your own, that of every other creature as well. On the level of form, you share mortality and the precariousness of existence. On the level of being, you share eternal, radiant life. These are the two aspects of compassion. In compassion, the seemingly opposite feelings of sadness and joy merge into one and become transmuted into a deep inner peace. This is the peace of God. It is one of the most noble feelings that humans are capable of. And it has great healing and transformative power. But true compassion, as I have just described it, is as yet rare. To have deep empathy for the suffering of another being certainly requires a high degree of consciousness, but represents only one side of compassion. It is not complete. True compassion goes beyond empathy or sympathy. It does not happen until sadness merges with joy, the joy of being beyond form, the joy of eternal life. I've found that because I have experienced deep sadness, deep losses, and situations that I've come to the other side of, I made it. I'm still here kind of thing. (laughs) I survived it. I'm still here. Uh, I, when I am connecting with or meeting someone that has also been through a really difficult time, I can relate to what they're saying. I can relate to their pain. I can relate to their situation and have compassion for that. I'm getting better at having compassion for somebody who's experienced something that I have no clue about by listening to their 
words, but really by sensing their pain level, by, I'll say, aligning with their soul or their spirit or connecting at that level and recognizing that person is in in a lot of pain. And then, you know, we go back to the last chapter or a section and he was talking about sadness being ego generated. And I get that too. And I'm learning for me personally that when I work on my own self-awareness and my own feelings and such, it's easier for me to maybe be aware of somebody else's feelings, even though it's not maybe the same situation, kind of like what you're saying, like Mm -hmm. you've come across people who have suffered, but you don't really have that same experience of the suffering because it was a different event. But the feeling is still there and the emotions are still there and the depthness of it is still there. And I'm learning that becoming more self-aware of my own, it helps me to have more compassion for the other person because you are aware that those feelings exist. It doesn't matter what the event was. Like I said, you know, I think that's always ego based, you know, when someone's telling you a story about their life and you're just sitting there maybe in judgment or, Oh, what I, you know, went through was worse or, mm-hmm. Oh wow. Like what they went through was worse. But I guess when you take the ego out of the equation, you realize, Oh, that really hurt. <laughs> and yeah. um, you're able to recognize that instead of, I guess, going based on, judgment and ego yes yes very true very true i think we can't possibly know another person's pain because we haven't walked in their shoes is a good phrase i've heard and that's absolutely true i guess the only thing we can do is you know have compassion for somebody who's experiencing that but I like how what he says here too. True compassion goes beyond sympathy or empathy, and it doesn't happen until sadness merges with joy—the joy of being beyond form, the joy of eternal life. And I like that, knowing that we are all spiritual infinite. I think we're infinite spiritual beings having a human experience. I think if we really tapped into and got in touch with our soul, if you will, or connected to our spirit, that we'd find that we've experienced many lifetimes. And this is just another one in the evolution of our soul. And I believe that the purpose of these physical lifetimes, you know, physical incarnations as a human being, is for us to learn this unconditional love and compassion for everyone that we meet. I love that. Thank you. I think that there are times, I mean, just like you said, just because we have compassion for somebody and we see them in their spiritual self doesn't mean if somebody's being rude that we don't say, okay, I don't need to be around you anymore, whoever you are. But at the same time, we can know that 
that what caused that person to be rude was probably a prior experience that they had where someone was rude to them and they're paying it forward. So you can have compassion for whatever it was that triggered that in them and let go, let it blow through the chain link fence, let go <laughs> and move right, on. Don't take it personal. Yes. Don't take it personal. It's so important not to take things personally because it probably has nothing to do with you. It, you know, who knows, maybe somebody was rude to that person in the morning. <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't know what happened that would cause somebody's negative reaction. Just let it go. It's not about you. They're the one carrying it. You can carry yeah, it too if you choose to, right? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they want you to carry it, but. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you have a choice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is your choice. That's the end of this section. We have one more section in chapter nine, and we will see you next week with that last section, chapter nine. Have a great one. Bye now. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation, you can join our Facebook group, The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. Or you can contribute by going to wainwrightglobal.com forward slash go forward slash support.